We don't always have to get quality players at top dollar. We don't have to come out the blocks and just, you know, bust down the door and spend a whole bunch of money for players. You're going to get a guy who has a chip on his shoulder, and he does. He wants to do nothing but perfect his craft. He goes, you see that, that guy over there? And he's pointing to Ozzy. He goes, he's going to be a GM one day. Welcome into the lounge. I am Ryan Mink. And I'm Garrett Downing. We have a great episode for you today. You know, we're coming up to the draft. Just had free agency. Newsom is in the news. Everyone wants to talk to a Newsom right now. Everybody wants to talk to Newsom. So we got you one. It's Vince Newsom. Vince Newsom. Vince, <laughs> Vince Newsom <laughs> is our director of pro personnel here. I just really cracked myself up with that whole yeah, thing there. How long have you been planning that joke? Uh, a while. I rehearsed it in the bathroom. <laughs> I rehearsed it at night before I went to sleep last night. Yeah. I'm working on it. Right before we came in to shoot this podcast, Mink was staring at himself in the mirror, just trying to deliver it perfectly and over still, and uh, over uh, again. It wasn't great. Did you nail it? No. No, I didn't think so either. No. Yeah. yeah. It was all right. It was good enough. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, let's get to our email here. Yeah, got, all right. So well, before we jump into Vince, we yeah. have an email here. As always, you guys can email the show at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. This email comes to us from Zach Roberts. And Zach says, hey, guys, thanks for giving me something to listen to while I do my homework. My question- nerd alert. Zach a nerd? Yeah, he's a nerd. Did you do your homework? You did your homework. Yeah, I did my homework. For, You're a for the best part. You, you know what it is? You know what it is? You're calling Zach a nerd because you were the guy that didn't get good grades, so you just wanted to make fun of all the other smart kids in the class to make yourself feel better. No. You're a bully. Classic boy. No. I was, a solid, I was a solid B student. Did my homework. Pay attention. I did have a sleeping problem in class <laughs> in college. I was the front row kid, too. Just totally head down on the desk. If you're going to be a front row guy, you can't also be the sleeping guy. That's a bad yeah. mess. No, it wasn't a good move. All right. I got Zach's back, even though Mink wants to be a bully. Anyway, <laughs> Zach says that my question for both of you is that if Joe somehow had a huge injury like Vikings quarterback Teddy Bridgewater did last offseason, do you think Ozzie would draft a quarterback and who would it be this year? Wow. It's just throwing question. down the curse. Yeah, seriously. Let's keep our fingers crossed that Zach's situation doesn't come true. Seriously. But it is an interesting question. It's an interesting hypothetical. And uh, I would say if the Ravens were drafting a first-round quarterback this year, they'd go with Mitch Trubisky from North Carolina. That would be the pick, I think. You know, he's, he's the guy little bigger, you know, kind of that pocket passer, a little rugged, played outdoors. Uh, you know, I think that he's a guy who could probably translate well to the AFC North, um, and that's what the Ravens always think about when they're drafting quarterbacks. Well, he could end up in the AFC North. He could. Potentially with the Browns. You know something interesting about Mitch Trubisky uh, is that I covered him in high school. He oh, went, really? He went to Cleveland. I think it was Menor High School, and when I was working at a TV station in Cleveland before coming here, uh, he was like the star high school quarterback. It was kind of funny, though. Like People didn't necessarily think at that time that he was going to end up being like this top five, top ten pick in the right. NFL draft. He ended up going to North Carolina. Which isn't like, you don't think of like North Carolina quarterbacks as right. being the This end huge all. pipeline of North right. Carolina quarterbacks. Um, but yeah, we could end up facing him for the next uh, many years to come. So you think the Browns like, are going to take him? Shoot, I don't know. I thought they were taking Miles Garrett to play quarterback. Yeah, Miles Garrett play quarterback. Yeah, I'll take back. Miles Garrett to play quarterback. That guy <laughs> is probably athletic enough to do anything. They could get Trubisky at twelve, so they could. 
We'll see. Anyway, let's talk about Ravens right now. Yeah, that's probably more important. So we had Vince Newsom on the podcast, and uh, you know, I want to just lay out before we get into the interview with him, kind of a timeline of what his year is like to just give you a brief synopsis here. And so let's say once this, right after the season ends, what's he doing? Okay, he's compiling a list, and him and his staff, they're compiling a list of all the unrestricted free agents priority restricted free agents, and potential cap casualties, right? They make a big list. Okay, after that, they rank all those players. And after they watch all the tape, who's the best? Okay, then the Ravens go ahead, they take those recommendations, they sign unrestricted free agents and whatnot, okay? Then the draft happens. Yep. As soon as the draft happens, all those college players then enter the pro side, and now they're under Vince's umbrella of scouting. That's the pro personnel instead of the college personnel scouting part of the department. So then Vince starts watching, you know, all those guys and other players that were already on rosters, kind of the, the back end of the roster guys, right? Over preseason games and all that stuff. They're watching to see who could be cut, okay? Because once cuts are made, then it's players a 90-man become, roster during training camp, and then it goes down right, to 53. 53, right? So it's not only, like, like, end of the roster guys, but sometimes you have more cuts from, like, you know, just high-paid guys or whatever who come, become available. So you're, you're always scouting the other team's rosters to see who becomes available that the Ravens then could pick up and add to their 53 right before the season starts. Okay, so that's another aspect. Then once the season starts, they're evaluating and scouting all the other teams in order to give scouting reports to the coaching staff. Okay, so that's another whole round of, of scouting. Then they're evaluating at the same time all the Ravens players. How are they performing over the course of the season? Okay. Once they get to the end of the season, they're kind of giving a grade. How well did those guys play? In which they use that to determine which of the Ravens players they're going to re-sign and which ones they're going to let go. And then the whole process starts all over again. So, so that's, you, that's a timeline. Yeah, so as you can tell, it's an incredibly important job. I don't yeah. think enough people recognize how significant this role is in this organization and for teams across the league. And Vince, I'm telling you, people in the building, they know how important Vince is to this organization. And uh, we're happy to talk to him today. Vince, i got to start with this. So a lot of people around the building, you know, may not necessarily know this. And I think fans look at this and they say, Vince Newsom, Ozzie Newsom. You guys are brothers, right? <laughs> That's funny. Um, but no, we're, we're not. We're, we're not related. Right. As a matter of fact, we played against each other. Uh-huh. Uh, I was with the Rams in L.A. He was with the Cleveland Browns. And this is in, in the 80s, so you may not have been born then. <laughs> but, but, but we played against each other. Um, you were safety. So, he's a tight end, so you laid him out, right? Uh, no, actually he caught a... a a crossing pattern, but but I always declare it wasn't my fault. But there was a Newsom <laughs> Newsom tackled by Newsom. There we go. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, so uh, but that was in L.A. Uh, but we are not related. Um, but you know, surprisingly, we've been together and working together for what the last what twenty five years. Twenty five years. years, yeah. Yeah. So, so the reason we wanted to have you on the podcast is because when people think of scouting, I think when fans think of scouting and personnel automatically everyone's attention goes to the draft because that's sort of the marquee event. But there's this whole other side of scouting and personnel, which is what you do, which is the pro-personnel side of things. So for our listeners, could you just kind of describe what it is that you do on a day-to-day basis and what pro-personnel is? Well, yes, as as the director of pro-personnel, you know, as you know, with college, they, they get drafted. Once they get drafted, we kind of declare they're coming on the other side. The other side is pro personnel, um, you know, the pro side. 
uh, and that's where I come in. I'm, as the director of pro personnel, there is a, a, I have a variety of things that I do. I, first and foremost, we're always evaluating the team you know, on a daily basis. Um, you know, the pluses and minuses of guys, how well they're playing, and, and you know, and how well they're not playing right. at times. Um, on top of that, it, it, there's a myriad of responsibilities. There is uh, advanced scouting our next opponent. Whoever we play next, uh, there's scouts just like in college. You go out and look at teams um, or, or players. There are there are scouts like myself who go and look at our our next opponent. We uh, evaluate the strengths and weaknesses of our next opponents. So we can bring it back to Coach Harbaugh and and his staff as to how these pro players are playing right now. You know, they could be pro players who've been playing for years. You know, in you know, on a team that our coaches may know because they've been to various teams, but our job is to give them uh, a quick analysis of how these guys are playing now, or within the last four games or five games right. they've played this year. Like maybe so some we guys go into a bunch of Pro Bowls, but you're like, you know what? He's a veteran. He's getting a little slower now. We might be able to expose this kind of thing. Exactly, and that's so that they can game plan schematically how to, uh, you know, how to play against those players. Right. And then there's also just the guys who are on other teams who are going to become free agents, correct? I mean, so you're evaluating that once the season ends and you've given all your scouting reports, you're saying, all right, here's how these free agents, you know, who we might want to bring in, who's playing well and all that stuff, right? Sure, sure. So the, so then you segue. It's almost like it's like in, in, in college, there is, there's the process and, and, and in pros, it's the same way. What we do, me, myself and, my, and, and the entire staff on the pro side, we evaluate every player that's going to be a free agent. Wow. And every single, one, every wow. single free agent. Every, and, and then select uh, which are called restricted free agents. There's RFAs and there's right. UFAs. Right. And select RFAs. Uh, some RFAs we wouldn't be too interested in because they require maybe a pick. You know, we love picks. That's, that goes back to the, the draft. Right. We don't like to give them away. So with that being said, all those UFAs that you see, we make what what you've heard. You've heard of a college draft board. Right. We make a pro draft oh, board. Oh, you do. And so we make a pro draft board, but we have a preliminary draft board initially. And that starts as soon as the season's over, the draft is over, and we're going into the next year. A preliminary one is just a com- compilation of the guys who are going to be estimated as UFAs coming into the season. So there's already a board set up. And then what we do is we end up cross-checking those players. We have all those guys together, and we split up all the UFAs, and we evaluate them. So when there's a guy like a Tony Jefferson who comes on the market, when you go through the process and you put your board together, how do you go from having that board set, wherever he is on that board, and then just talking to, to Ozzy and Coach Harbaugh and saying, all right, let's go get a Tony Jefferson? Okay, first, the first process is, is, is evaluating all the UFAs. And so once we evaluate all of them, then, then we rank them by position. So, so they're graded and they're ranked by position, best to worst. Uh, we haven't, we, by that time, it's towards the end of the year, like probably this December, January time. Really, February is when we have them totally ranked. 
and then um, and we and by that time we will have evaluated our team, mm -hmm. and so now we kind of have a sense from Coach Harbaugh, Ozzy, where our holes are, right. you know, and so we may have ranked and made a board of all the UFAs, but then what we do is we have target positions. So, you know, for instance, like this year, um, we knew we wanted to bolster our secondary. So our sites were, the whole board is done and everybody's ranked, but, but Harbaugh, Coach Harbaugh wants to target corners, wants to target safeties. So Tony Jefferson's sitting up there, he's one of the top ranked, uh, if not the top ranked uh, guy in the strong safety or free safety uh, position. So, so we have that and we just furnish it to it. It's, it's kind of easy for us. Um, yeah. Once we rank them, you know, and we evaluate them and we kind of look for any holes there because they have holes just like anyone else. You know, like college, they look at the background. Well, we look at the background that's in their city. What has happened there with them? Have they had any off-field problems? Have they had any domestic problems? You know, what kind of wrinkles are there? So we do basically the same thing they do in college. We just do in pro. We can put all these top names, this wish list who we want, and we can give it to Coach Harbaugh, and we can give it to Ozzy, but then they got a little realistic part when they talk to Pat Moriarty, the money. it's the money, it's the money. <laughs> what can they spend, how can they, and, and that's their job, and that's why they get paid what they get paid, and we get paid what we get paid. During the season, though, it doesn't even end, right? Because you're also mm -hmm. scouting players, like, on other teams' practice squads in case we need to fill a hole, correct? I mean, scouting guys in Canada that we mm -hmm. might want to sign, right? I mean, that's also another component, correct? During the season isn't just, you know, advanced scouting the right. next opponent. It's It's... In the preseason, in preseason, we're looking at we're looking at all all the players who could possibly get released. Right. Um, we're we're looking for all those guys who who can fall out and and who are going to possibly be on practice squads. And then and then it's really always evaluating, creating a board where we can evaluate who the best practice squad players are on other teams in case we need to bolster our practice squad. We're trying to find a guy who could possibly be at the end of a roster player on a team on their 53 that could possibly get released for whatever reason that we could acquire and help bolster us and, and make us better. Right. So I want to ask about trades, because trades are just fascinating to me. Obviously, we had this week the trade of Timmy Jernigan, but there's trades that go the other way, too, whether it's bringing in Jeremy Zutov, when we traded for him a couple years ago, Eugene Monroe, um, and obviously we traded Jeremy Zutov this year. But how do those come to fruition in terms of, do other teams call you and say, hey, Jeremy Zutas on the market? Or are you reaching out to other teams and saying, is there anybody, you know, we're looking at uh, this guy at this position. Uh, is he available? How does that come to fruition? Well, it's two different ones. I mean, for, you know, lots of teams just will, will call in to, to myself, call in to Eric, call in to George, uh, or call Ozzy for that matter, and, um, and, and say they have a player. They have a player that they want to um, they want to try to move. You know, for whatever reason, you know that's their business. Why they want you don't to do ask, it? You ask? Yeah. Do you ask well, them straight well, up? Yeah. Like, why well, you want well, to get rid well, of this It does team? come. It does come down to that. <laughs> it does come down. To, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> you know. You know. And, and so you have to ask those questions. You have to ask direct questions because right. they, they could talk around it. But most <laughs> most teams, the, their reputations are intact. There's only 32, so uh, so they're really kind of upfront. And it's usually 
due to salary purposes, um, due to maybe they're not able to handle the next contract that's coming up with that player. It could be a, a, a myriad of reasons. Then basically what we do with that was we take it straight to Ozzy. And we just say, hey, uh, for instance, Washington Redskins, they're looking to move their, their offensive tackle. Um, and, they, and they're looking for a third, for a third round pick for them. And we we send it to Ozzy, and then and Ozzy, you know, he basically assesses if it's worth it or not. Okay. You know, how much do you do you get on the table? Because part of the reason why we brought you in is to talk about free agency, you know, which just kind of ended. I mean, it's going to open back up after mm-hmm. May 9th, I know, and then after right. the guys get cut and all that stuff. It's never but really ever close. It's never really close. Yeah, but yeah, the, yeah. the big free agency mm-hmm. period is kind of behind us now. Right. How much do you do you ever kind of get up? on the table, and I know you make your rankings, but do you stand up and be like, you know what, I really want Tony Jefferson, or, or you know, last year, I really like, want Eric Weddle. I think after watching him and scouting him, I think he would really add a lot. Or is it just, you just hand it over to him and they make No, them. no, there's so many components. Those, those are, we give the list. We give the list. Right. But the list isn't just a list that goes there and we're like sitting on our hands and not <laughs> right. thinking about it. You're, it's you're like, like your, your we've claims. already argued why this list is the way the list is. Right. We have, a, we said, down with uh, Eric DeCosta and and we have a talk about the board it, before the list can get like the list. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a lot of there's, there's a lot of conversations to get there, and there's a little back. There's a lot of back and forth with, yeah. with Eric. So there's a there's a narrative that goes along with each player that's sitting there, right. and uh, and so so we have these long meetings with you know before it even gets to Ozzy and John. Um, with with Eric DaCosta and our entire staff, and it's, it's we sit in that room, you know, for days. But we go through all the pertinent players, you know, that we're targeting, and we explain why we want them. We explain what they can do for us, how, you know, how they're going to contribute as soon as they step in, because most of these guys, UFAs, they got. We want them to play now, right? You know, and so. We we explain all that, any background problems or anything, because you know if there, if there's an issue, you have to know everything you're buying. You right, know? right. Well, I, I gotta ask you too, because a lot of people I think look at the Ravens and they say, well, they're just not a big free agency team. You know, they build through the draft, and even Ozzy says that. You know, mm-hmm. we build primarily through the draft, but you look at our history. And free agent signings have, have made a huge impact here when we've had success. I mean, you look at the Super Bowl team, I mean, mm-hmm. Rod Woodson, I mean, McCrary. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of those guys were massive. Goose was a free agent mm-hmm. signing, Sharp, I believe. Yeah. Shannon Sharp, right. I mean, and then you look at some of the, even the Super Bowl team. Jacoby Jones is a free agent signing, you know. I mean, Bernard Pollard, Vontae Leach, some of those guys. And Derek Mason. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Well, well, the thing is, is, is you're, you're hitting the point right on the head we have shown that we can get quality players we don't always have to get quality players at top dollar you know early we don't have to come out the blocks and just you know bust down the door and spend a whole bunch of money for players we can get really good players strategically at at the right time you know and Ozzy always says you know right player right price at least I believe we're really good at it because you know as you said earlier Free agency is not over for us. Right. So when people say, oh, what are they doing? What's going on? They don't know what they, you know, when they're, we, we can't really answer that other than to say, we have a plan in place. Right. You know, there's another component in what we do, and it involves us analyzing players who are going to be, you know, cap casualties. We have through, you know, uh, Corey, 
who works in our analytics department, he, he just kicks out a, a sheet of cap casualty players, potential cap casualty players, and a percentage in which these guys could possibly be cut. It's wow. amazing when you look at that list, a lot of those players will are potentially going to be released. And and the thing is, is that we grade those players along with the UFAs, hmm. you, just in case they right. get cut. So if and they then, get cut, you can yeah. sometimes... So we can jump on them quick. Yeah. We jump on them immediately as opposed to waiting. So right. when Steve you Smith know? gets cut, yeah. you get him in here the next day. No, exactly. No, everybody well, knew well, Steve well. Smith is a pretty good player. Let's just say that. <laughs> so put that. I don't want to diminish anything you're doing here, Vince. But. Yeah, but the one thing you have to do is you have to, you have to know all about that right. Right. If you're waiting the last minute to to move on a player, while other teams know he's out there too, yeah, that play they can they can snatch him. They can swoop you really quick. You talk about free agency, about bargain shopping, and Ozzy's kind of theory mm-hmm. behind that. Would you say in your personal life that you are a bargain hunter? Because those look like nice shoes. Did you get those at DSW? Or are you paying top dollar for those, Vince? Well, look, well, well, look. I, I know you guys have been around this building. And you know, there's there's a guy, our security director, Darren Sanders. <laughs> right. So these Pretty can't these can't touch Darren Sanders. <laughs> uh, I, I, can, I can point out a few people. Um, Eric DaCosta, he, he does pretty good now. You can't, you know. So, so if, if I had to put myself on a on a ranking, I'd be probably like in the middle tier. Okay. Middle tier. All right. Yeah, this is in this, how fancy you dress. Ranking. You're saying in how yeah. expensive mm-hmm. of clothes. Mm-hmm. I'm no, at the bottom no. of that list. <laughs> you definitely are. Bargain hunting. Have you spent top. Have you spent more than forty dollars on a pair of shoes in the last mm. five years? Retail or what I actually you, sold out? Would you pay no, $40? No, no, no. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I you, find the you, bargains, man. Yeah, I can be yeah. a pro, pro personnel. They're looking <laughs> yeah. for bargain hunters. Yeah, That's yeah you, haven't done, you haven't done bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've watched enough of your... your <laughs> so Vince, mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit also about your background. You know, I think just to shed some light on that for the listeners. And, you know, like you said, you played 10 years in the NFL, played safety. You're at the L.A. Rams now. Once again, the LA Rams right. yeah. Uh, yeah. for eight of those years, and then Cleveland for two. Correct. That's correct. Yeah. And so, just how did that kind of help you being a player? How did that help you transition into into the scouting world? Because you went into it immediately after your playing career ended in Cleveland. You mm-hmm. just like walked up a floor yeah. and went into a scouting office. Did you not? Well, yeah, yeah. It, it didn't. I didn't exactly just walk up the floor. But what I would say is, is this. You know. I, I am. I was. I was blessed. And I was very. I very fortunate when I finished my career. Um, it kind of abruptly finished my career with with Cleveland Browns. Um, you know, Bill Belichick, Nick Saban was my uh, defensive coordinator. Um, they wanted me to get into uh, some sort of football personnel. Oh, interesting. Whether it was was the scouting part or it was the coaching part, I had an option. They and, wanted you to yeah, do that. Yeah, and how yeah. did they gather that? Like, did, had you had conversations with them about personnel or what? Well, the only way I can gather that is that when I played, I, you know, I was a safety, obviously. Yeah. Um, when I played, uh, there were times when we were with the Browns where they would want to bring in players, and there were certain players like from the from from the Rams that um, I remember one one player specifically, Alfred Jackson. Who was who played with the uh, Rams? He was a corner, and and Bill Belichick wanted to bring him in, and 
and the scouts knew enough about him. I didn't know about scouts then. I didn't. I didn't even think about scouts <laughs> then. I was as a player, but he came to me and asked me, you know, if we're going to bring this guy in, do you think you know we could get him up to speed really quick, get him on the field? And I said, yeah, he has this. He does this. He, he's he's good at this. You bring him in, and I was a safety anyway. He's a corner, so I, I'm I'm like. Just bring him in. I'll, I'll make sure he's up to speed. So uh, they brought him in. He came in. He he did he did well. We got him on the field for that game. He had an interception in the game, and you know, and and there was success. Right. So every now and then, you know, I, I think Bill Belichick. He it doesn't matter where it comes from. He, as long as he's getting you know positive reviews on players, so he can make an informed decision. You know. Um, not that he, we need to tell him anything about players, <laughs> but 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 I think that just that was something that helped him. You yeah. know, with Nick Saban, it was just being able to you know play in his secondary and knowing that Nick Saban, as hard as everyone thinks Nick Saban is, Nick Saban just wants you to be. be uh, a perfectionist at your craft. Mm-hmm. Understand what you're doing. You know, don't take shortcuts. And if you do that, you never have a problem. So, I like to at least pride myself in being a person who never, who, who never really took the shortcut, and, and he kind of knew it. Mm-hmm. So when I retired, you know, to my surprise, they came to me, and um, I think even before I officially retired, they said, "Hey, would you?" like to go into personnel. Wow, that's cool. While I was in personnel, the, while I was in the personnel part during the, the pre, not, it wasn't preseason, it was like, it was preseason. That's when I first started. You know, I was, I was sitting in personnel meetings and I was sitting in uh, um, just coaching me, the coaches meetings. You know, so I was doing a little bit of both. Right. And while I was doing both, um, uh, Mike Lombardi, who was with Cleveland, he, he pulled me all over to on the side, and he said, <clears throat> "He said, you know, Vince, you you could um, you could do coaching or you could do personnel, but he goes, you see that that guy over there, and he's pointing to Ozzy, and and I go, I go, yeah. He goes, he's going to be a GM one day. Really? Yeah. He goes, he's going to be a GM one day, huh. and I and I go." What really? <laughs> I go, really? Yeah. He goes, yeah. He's going to be a GM one day, and you might want to think of getting into to personnel. Oh, you know, wow. personnel. And and he said, give it some thought. And I was still doing both. And probably by the end of the uh, the uh, that 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 preseason, I made a decision to go into personnel. Wow, that's really cool. Was Ozzy was Ozzy a scout then, or was he? No, and he was doing what what I'm doing, doing now. Personnel. He was doing pro personnel. Yeah, okay. He was doing pro personnel, okay. but he was more by that at that time. Ozzy was pro personnel, but he was more like player personnel. Okay. So they had him doing a lot of different things. Right, so, right. Um, um, you know, because Ozzy can multitask like that. Right. And then and then Ozzy brought you to Baltimore. Yeah, and then and then yeah. then so what I was doing, I was doing this this uh you know I went into personnel so I was so they didn't know exactly how to start me off so what they did is they had me do special assignments which I would I would basically special assignments would be scouting you know wide receivers things that I knew from being a DB right. wide receivers DBs quarterbacks and I did that the first couple years yeah. um the then my last year before we moved here um they gave me, they started segueing me into an area, you know, where I started scouting all the positions. And so, uh, long story short, 
you know, by the time we moved to uh, Baltimore, we were I was doing the West Coast and. Yeah, and, Jonathan Ogden played yeah. on the West Coast, right? Yeah, yeah it was one, that was one of the guys. It was, it was one of the guys I had. Yeah. Suggs played yeah. out there. Uh, Callister Mula, Mula played out yeah. Todd yeah. Heath played yeah. out there. there so you, lot, you looked at a few good players. There was a lot players. of guys, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah there, was, there was a few guys out there that I had in my area. Can, yeah. can you tell us uh, one thing about Ozzy that you've learned about him that maybe people don't know or don't appreciate as much as they should from working with him for so long? One one thing, there, there's so many things. Uh, right. One thing about Ozzy that people don't uh, um, well, well, they, they they probably gather he's 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 patient. They they may gather that he's right. he's patient. He, he's really patient. Um, the thing that makes Ozzy really really great yeah. in, in my in my mind that that people need to realize is that that he uses he uses all of his talent. All the talent around him, he uses it all, and he, he doesn't just rely on 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 just like one person, one voice. He uses it all, and and the way the way I explain it to um, like people who who are just coming in, or, or some of the scouts, the new scouts who come in, is is that Ozzy is like the grand sifter, <laughs> the grand sifter. He, he's like he's like if you, if you took flour and you pour it in a sifter. And he just wants the purity, because uh, he, he just wants the purity, the essence of, of football. He wants right. uh, and of a player. So, so he'll take the he he knows everything about the people who are bringing him the information. Right. And so when they bring him the information, it's like a sifter. He pours it in, and they bring him the information. And all he does is he's sifting out. He just wants to get the pure essence of what they're saying, and he sifts out any of the other stuff because everyone comes with biases <laughs> right. and, and all those things. But he doesn't get caught up in that. Lots of times people get caught up in that, and they're they're busy arguing the bias. You know, they're arguing those those aspects. Oh, he wore an earring, or he had a ta- he had tattoos, you know, or, or or he, you know, I, I just didn't like the way he talked to me. Right, you know, you know, right. and and those things can get in the way of really getting to the true essence of players. Right. Ozzy is really good at, at taking your information. Sifting it out and getting the purity of a player. Interesting. It's a great analogy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and before we let you go, uh, since you are in charge of free agency, and since we did make some free agent signings, some good ones this off season, yeah. you got to give the listeners just a little little taste of what they're going to be getting out of Tony Jefferson, Danny Woodhead, and Brandon Carr. Carr. Yes. Wow. Well, okay. Just uh, a little. Okay. Just okay. a little taste. Okay. Well, since you scouted them. Well, well, okay. Um, just very quickly, um, uh, Danny Woodhead. Danny Woodhead, you, you know, before his injury, he had 80, 80 plus catches. You know, he, he he's a, a, a very good, hardworking slot slot player. If you need him there, running back out the back, he's a, he's an X factor type player. Um, uh, you know, he's come back from injury, knock on wood, he, he stays healthy. And if he does, he, he brings you a component that we have not had. You know, that, that guy that can create mismatches, the guy that can, um, that can really kind of, you know, change your tempo in, in your game. Um, be an, an extra outlet for Joe, you know, that, that, that can 
make create damage quickly, you know, and um, and and that's what we we expect of him, right. you know, and you know I I think he's a great pickup, um, and so so that's uh, Woodhead. Um, Tony Jefferson is is a a, a younger a younger player. Um, Woodhead is seasoned and he's a little older, but Tony Jefferson is a younger player who had to fight his way up, work his way up uh, through the ranks from free agency. He had to compete at Arizona Cardinals, where we declare that that's a really good defensive backfield type team. Right. And so he had to fight his way through there to even, you know, get get on the stage and, and showcase what he can do. And he, he's a guy who's going to bring – you're going to get a guy who has a chip on his shoulder. And he, does, he wants to do nothing but, but, but perfect his craft. Brandon Carr, you're, you're, you're going to get a player that is, that is seasoned and durable and, and, and plays with his head first. And, and, and he's really talented, but he knows how to use – all his help when he's on the field, and, he, and he, he's a smart player. So you take a smart player like Carr, you take a smart player like Weddle, you take, you take, you take a young, um, young guy like Jefferson, and you, and you put it alongside of, 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 of Jimmy, Jimmy, a Jimmy who's going to come back from injury, who's, who's chomping at the bit to play and, and, and get on the field and, and, and do what he's always done. Along with a guy that sits in the middle, because you know they they run spread offenses so much, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna have Tavon sitting in your nickel position, and you have a, a totally different secondary than you had a year ago. Yep, nice. It's like exciting. Totally different. Yeah, it looks totally pretty good different. right now. Yep, cool. Hey, well, Vince, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. No problem. Cool. Thanks. Thanks. thanks, Vince. All right, so thanks again to Vince for joining us. And uh, just, you know, good perspective, obviously, from him about how this whole thing operates. Yeah, for sure. And he actually shared something kind of interesting with us just as we finished up. We were sitting here chatting with him. Yeah, exactly. He, he was talking about, and he didn't get into this, is that agents are calling him all the time. He's always on the phone with agents, right? So they're, they're calling and saying, hey, I got this free agent wide receiver or whatever. You guys really need to sign this guy. You need to take a look, right? And Vince is like all right, well, you know, is he better than the guys we have on the roster? And, of course, the agent says yes. Right. You know? That's so the agent's job. Exactly. It's always this game of, like, they're playing back and forth. And, you know, even, like, you know, Joe Smith sitting on his couch, right, who played college football five years ago, who thinks he can still run a 4-4, 40-yard dash. There's, there's an, a staggering amount of people like that that send the Ravens, like, video clips right. of them running with their shirt off in their backyard, right? And they're trying to get signed by the Ravens, and all that stuff gets funneled through Vince, right? So it, it's just that's a whole other aspect of his job that he didn't even really get to talk about. He also shared who his favorite agent is, but we're not going to tell. We're going to keep that confidential. We're going to keep that confidential, yeah, because, you know, we don't want any other agents calling Vince and be like, what the hell? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was really interesting talking to Vince. Yeah, I, I didn't know that, like, he spends so much time on the phone with all those guys. Yeah, and I didn't know that there was a board. Basically, like, there's a draft board, there's a free agent board. Yeah. And they do that, too. So I uh, really appreciate the time for Vince. And then in the next couple of weeks, it's, it's all draft. It's going to yep. be draft, draft, draft for us. So we're working on some 
really good guests. Yeah, some in-house and outside the building guys. We won't name names. We're just yes. going to keep the intrigue. There's a little mystery. That's right. That goes along the with cliffhanger. it. Cliffhanger. Yeah, a little cliffhanger for you. So you're going to have to wait and see who we end up getting to stop by the lounge in the next couple of weeks. So thank you for listening. Make sure you email us at thelounge at ravens.nfl.net. We love your emails, and we promise to get back to you and, and reply to them. Yep. So thanks once again, and we'll talk to you next week.